This morning we're going to close our series on spiritual warfare. We're in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians, a prison epistle of the Apostle Paul. The book of Colossians, which is after Philippians. Colossians chapter 1. And our subject this morning is the closer. The closer. Watch how you close. The closer. Chapter 1 and verse 9 will be the beginning point of my text. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Closer. The life of the believer is divinely designed through a series and a diet of direction, difficulty, and disclosure, which ultimately leads to a deliverance. Each facet of your life has already been determined. God is a God which produces, if you will, a pro-video. That's the concept behind predestination. For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to his image. And if you think that God is like us, you're out of your military mind. God has programmed everything from the beginning. And the power of his word allows everything to take place in the way God planned it to take place. There are no surprises to Almighty God. He knew precisely when Lucifer would rebel fall and become Satan. He knew exactly what Adam and Eve were going to do. He knew precisely what David would do. Solomon and Saul. There are no coincidences. There are no surprises. And yet God remains He remembers that our flesh is but dust. He's too wise to put his eternal plan on fallible man. And, and, and as we begin to look at this text, 
God engineers into our lives a faith, a fortitude, and a future peace as we pay close attention to his will. And when I begin to look at the Bible as a whole, and I, I love to teach systematic theology and systematically through the scriptures because unless you see the Bible as a whole, you cannot appreciate the parts. That the Bible speaks of a people, the Jews, a person, the Lord Jesus Christ who was a Jew, and the program, the church. You, you got to keep those three P's as you look from Genesis to Revelation. And last week, we dealt particularly with the Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books written by Moses, uh, the beginnings in Genesis, the calling out of Abraham from the Ur of the Chaldees, Amen, the establishment of a family through Isaac and Jacob, 12 sons and a daughter, and then uh, the progressions that God allowed of Israel becoming a nation. They went into Egypt uh, as 70 persons and came out two and a half million. And then God uh, matriculated and mushroomed a people to himself. And, 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 and the whole reason for God establishing the people was to bring the person of Jesus Christ, who was not from the tribe of Levi, but was from the tribe of Judah the praise tribe as the great high priest for the entire human race and for the elect. And, and, and so when we begin to look at this uh, matter of how God, amen, disclosed himself to his people, he, he always equipped his people in the Old Testament economy with a sense of his presence, his purpose, and his supernatural power. He, he always, in the Old Testament, if you will, communicated his will, his wisdom, his worth, his worship, and even his warfare through the patriarchs and prophets, the priests, the kings, uh, all, all, all the way through as, as Jacob, amen, uh, the, 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 the slickster, amen, as Jacob had 12 sons, 12 tribes of Israel, and you know the story, uh, 10 of the sons threw one son in the ditch, sold him into Egypt, and the two youngest, Jacob, I mean uh, Joseph and Benjamin, who were sons of Rachel, his favorite loving wife, uh, was despised. And God sat back and allowed them to throw him into Joseph, slavery, sold him into Egypt, lied to their father Jacob that he had been killed by a wild animal. And then God allowed the matriculation of time to take place. And what God got finished, those same 10 brothers had to come back to Egypt where now Joseph was second in command because when the Lord is with you, it doesn't matter who's against you. Can I get a witness? And God, God, God allowed, God allowed time to go and, 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 and the, the brothers came back and Joseph 
humbly revealed himself to his brothers, and they got scared. They thought he was going to kill them. And Joseph said, no, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to bring us to a desired end. It was God's pro video. It was his plan. And you know, God's got a plan for your life. Doesn't matter who takes jabs at you. Doesn't matter who throws stones at you. Doesn't matter who tries to attack you. Nobody can hinder the plan of God. God is going to be God. It doesn't matter who, who participates, who cooperates. God's will will be done. Amen. Came back to Joseph because there was a famine in the land, and Jacob, and, and, and Jacob was disclosed who Joseph really was. And the Bible says 70 souls went into Egypt, and in 430 years, two and a half million came out under Moses as they were running after the Passover, after the institution of Passover where blood, hyssop, was put on a doorpost and a lentil, forming a cross. And God said, when my death angel comes through, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. And as they ran, they ran through a Red Sea. God opened up a Red Sea. Amen. And, and, and Pharaoh tried to follow and was drowned. What a God. Amen. And, 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 and then they get to the other side and they're going on their way towards Canaan and stop past from Mount Sinai, get the commandments on tablets of stone. God, everything in the Old Testament economy, and you got to see this, was God moving through externals, not internals. God put the commandments on tablets of stone. Can I get a witness? The tent of meeting, the tabernacle, that temporary dwelling place, because they didn't have a temple, they were on the move. Amen. Where the priest would go in daily with the table of shewbread, 12 loaves for the 12 tribes of Israel, the, the, the light stand and the altar of incense, but only once a year could the, the high priest going beyond the curtain to the Holy of Holies where the presence of the Shekinah was between the cherubim's wings and he had to go in with a basin of blood of a lamb without blemish, a paschal lamb on Yom Kippur. On the Day of Atonement, according to Leviticus, he had to go in and sprinkle the blood seven times. And when God accepted the blood that was pure, the blood that was unblemished, the blood that was according to his, amen, specifications, when he sprinkled the blood seven times, the lid of the Ark of the Covenant would drop and God would tell him, your sins, Israel, is covered for one year. You got to do this every year. Can I get a witness? And the high priest would come out and put his hands up and all Israel would shout because their sins were just covered, not washed away, but covered for one year. But Hebrews 10, 12 says, but this man, talking about Jesus Christ, who was the fulfillment of Old Testament typology after he offered one sacrifice on Calvary's cross for sins forever, sat down on the right-hand side of God to his enemies, been made his footstool. It was all externals. It was a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. It was water out of a rock. It was manna from heaven. It was quail that flew in the lamp camp. Everything was externally seen so that Israel would keep the will the walk, the worth, the worship, and the warfare of Almighty God. Everything was external. But when you get to the New Testament, after Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit came and fell on 
Amen. All of the apostles, the, uh, the disciples, the 120 that was in the upper room, God said, now we're moving from the external to the internal. Now I'm going to write my law on your heart. I'm preaching now. Now, 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 your heart will not just be a heart of stone. It will be a heart of flesh. God says, now I'm going to put the Holy Spirit in you. He's not going to be a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Yeah, he's not going to bring water out of a rock. He's not, yeah, he's not going to rain down manna from heaven. But now I'm going to do something on the inside. And when I put him on the inside, he's going to lead you, guide you, direct you. He's going to teach you. He's going to transform you. He's going to talk about Jesus. He's going to glorify me. The internals, not the externals. Can I get a witness? And it's, it's, here, it's, here, it's here that Paul is in prison writing this letter this epistle to the church at Colossae, a church that has been attacked by heresies, the Epicureans, the Stoics, Gnosticism. And, and, and these three heresies deal with the fact that God is not the true creator. And Jesus Christ, amen, is not the true sustainer or Reconciler. It denies the lordship of Jesus Christ. Now let me stop, part, pause, and become controversial. There, there, there is some talk out there in the political world that uh, one particular candidate uh, was called a cult. And people, you shouldn't call anything a cult. Well, let me stop, pause, part. Whether it's the candidate or your mother, your father, your uncle, yeah. Whether, whether it's Muslims, Hindu, Buddha, yeah. The world wants us to be quiet and accept everybody's God. But see, the world ain't been called to preach. And the preacher has got to preach truth. Yeah, yeah, well, we shouldn't judge. Yes, we should. If the Bible says the infallible word of God, I'm preaching already. Yeah, that, that you know, if, if, if you say that your, your forefather of your faith was... Joseph Smith, and he came in the 1800s and talked about Jesus being the emanation of an angel or the brother of Satan or, or God had sex with Mary and formed this Jew. Excuse me, this is a cult. The test of authenticity is that Jesus is the promised Messiah. He is, he is the Christ. He fulfills 400 prophecies through Isaiah I'm preaching already through the prophets, through Malachi, through Nahum, through Habakkuk. He said, search the scriptures, for they speak of me. I, I, am, I am the Joseph of the Old Testament. Because he came unto his own, his own received him not. And, but as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God. I am the five offerings in Leviticus. 
I'm the sin, I'm the trespass, I'm the meal, I'm the peace. I'm preaching already. He, he says, I'm all the offerings because no man can come to the Father but by me. I'm the great high priest. Can I get away? I'm not just a high priest. I'm the great high priest. Uh, do I have a witness up in the house? Uh, yeah, it's in the Bible. Amen. amen. I'm in the Torah. I'm in the history. I'm in the writings. I'm, yeah, I'm in the prophetic books. Isaiah said, talked about a suffering servant. Yeah, someone that was Lord, but yet he had to die. Uh, he was bruised for our preaching, man. He was, he was wounded for our iniquities. He was bruised for our chest. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. He's the good shepherd of Psalm 23. Yeah. He is, yeah, the great shepherd. Yeah, Jesus fulfills all the Old Testament prophecies. Can I get a witness? And, and, and if you can't see it, it's because you're blind as a bat with sunglasses on. Do I have a witness? He, he is the only begotten, we're going to get to that, son of God. And we know he's God. No man can walk on water. No man can break the law of aquadynamics. No, no man can heal a blind man from birth. Can I get a witness? No man can die and promise destroy this temple, and in three days, I'm going to raise it up. Can I get a no, 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 no man can resurrect himself in three days. No man can be dying a crucifixion on a cross and take one thief into paradise and the other thief into hell and tell the thief, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. No, no, no man can die and go tripping into hell, and here, here's the Greek word for he caruso, he preached to the spirits. He didn't preach to human beings, he preached to those angels that had been chained from Genesis 6 who cohabitated, I'm preaching now, some horrific sin with the human race, and here's what he preached, I told you so. He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Only Jesus could walk on the sea at 4 o'clock in the morning and tell Peter to join him. Only Jesus could get out of a boat and look at a demonic possessed man. And when the man saw Jesus, the Bible says he came running towards Jesus and fell down and worshiped him. Can I get a witness? And Jesus said, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion. 6,000 Roman soldiers. He was filled with 6,000 demons and he said, permit us to go into the swine. I know he was God. Can I get a witness? But the real reason I know he's God because he saved my soul. And he made, I feel like preaching out, me whole. Can I get a witness? I'm like the blind man in John chapter 9. Whether Jesus is sin or not, I don't know. But what I know is where I was blind, now I see. Hallelujah. Thank you. So, 
If what you believe does not pass the test of authenticity in 1 John, is Jesus God? Once you say no, you're going to hell. Is Jesus the only begotten Son of God? Once you say no, you're going to hell. Can I get a witness? Did Jesus die on Calvary's cross for the sins of the elect? Once you say no, you're going to hell. Because the Bible says there's only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. That if thou, Romans rule, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do I have a witness up in the house? We're saved by grace, love we don't deserve, through faith, and that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. God had to give you the faith to believe his report. Can I get a witness? So we don't do anything but believe. We don't have to speak in tongues. We don't, we don't have to run around the church. We, we don't have to do gymnastics. All we got to do is accept what he's already done. It's called the finished work of Jesus Christ. Denial. By the way, Jesus is in the Quran. He's all through the Quran. As a great prophet, a great teacher. But you can't go to heaven because you believe he was a teacher. You got to believe he's God. Psalm 110, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, said to my Lord, small L-O-R-D, Adonai, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. He's Jehovah Nissa, my banner. He's Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He's Jehovah M. Kadesh. He's Jehovah Sinkanu, my righteousness. He's, he's El Elyon, the most high God, El Shaddai, the big breasted one. I can lean on his breast at any time. He's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. He's, do, do I have a witness? When, 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 when you understand who he is, he told a woman at the well, woman, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for water. He's the living water. He's the bread of life. He's God's righteousness. He's God's redemption plan. Do I have a witness? He's king of all kings. He's Lord of all lords. He's the potentate of paradise. He's the word of God. Can I get a witness? He, he, and, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He's the wasness of was. He always was. He always will be. He's eternal. He's everlasting. He's all-powerful. He has the same attributes of God. He's omnipresent, and that means he's everywhere at the same time. He's omnipotent. He's got all power. He's, come on, he's omniscient. He knows all things.
Mm. Mm. He's sustainer. He's reconciler. Can I get a witness? And, and, and it's here, it's here that Paul, in this apologetic, the word apologetic means he's defending the faith. This is an apologetic prison epistle. Paul is out to prove who he is. And you know, Paul was a Pharisee that did not believe in Jesus Christ, was crucified, he was putting Christians to death, he was killing them until Jesus knocked him on that Damascus roof. Don't you know God will knock you down for his own glory? And sometimes God's got to knock us down. And he, he's he's got to bring us down in order to bring us up. Do I have a witness up in the place? He's got he's to bring hurt to bring help. I wish I had a witness out there. He's got he's to decrease us so he can increase us. He's got to empty us so he can fill us. Do I have a witness up in the house? He's, he's got to take us through some trouble so we can experience triumph. Is there a witness out in this house today? That, that is that everything that the Lord does is good. I, 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 want, you, I want you to see something here that jumps off the page. It's in Colossians chapter 1 that Paul talks about four things. Now listen, first the salutation, that's the hello, and he identifies himself as Paul an apostle. Now, um, Paul is an apostle who was an eyewitness of Jesus Christ, the actual glorified Christ, and also commissioned, sent by him. But more importantly, apostleship in the first century was an office, like pastor, teacher, deacon. It was an office. Paul says, I have the office of apostleship and then he begins to greet them in verse 2 with the Greek or Gentile greeting of grace which means hello and the Hebrew meeting of Shalom amen and that is grace and peace now you can't have peace till you found grace peace has to follow grace there's no such animal as having peace without first grace. Love we don't deserve. Somebody even used that as an acronym, grace, uh, God's riches at Christ's expense. That when you begin to understand this salutation, he moves from the salutation, and then he begins to deal with supplication, but in verses 3 through 8, he commends this church for their faith. He praises them for their faith. I'm not talking about ongoing faith, believing faith, but salvation faith. He praises them for their faith. He praises them for their future. Their, their, listen, listen, he praises them for their fellow servant, Epaphras, their fondness, uh, their love, their fortune, their inheritance. And then he begins this prayer and listen to pastor now it's a prayer of growth it's a prayer that you and i ought to be praying for our children stop praying that they finish college and get a good job in corporate america stop stop making that your first prayer stop stop praying that they find the right one to marry stop making that your first prayer if you won't pray for your children pray 
that they be filled with the knowledge and wisdom of God's will. God's trying to break the door down and tell us his will. We can't hear him because we're too preoccupied with our own will. He, 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 look, look, look at this. He says, and I want you to see this. There's three things right here in the text. He says, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, intercessory prayer, and to desire that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, let me, let me deal with this. Up to the point that I actually took this text apart exegetically, broke down every facet of the historicity, the grammatics, and all the other things that are trapped in this text. To this point, I believe this was merely a prayer. But when I finished all my study, I found out something that it's not just a prayer, it's a prophecy. I'm going to tell you why it's a prophecy, because the word field in the Greek is the same word as fulfilled. And since the transliteration of the word field means fulfilled, the Christian who knows and obeys God's will becomes a fulfilled prophecy. I'm pausing purposely. That as long as I stay on the prayer side, this is easy. But when I go to the prophetic side, that when my life is in line with the prayer, I'm also fulfilling a prophecy. And the prophecy is that at the close, not at the time that you die, but you and I determine our end and the pathway to our end. If I'm full of hell, living like hell, dragging people down, causing problems in the church, dividing people, God says your end will not be peaceful. I'm preaching now. You will determine the close of your life. Remember this, remember this, remember this. And, and see, see, this is why the people, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Listen to this. When David was on his deathbed dying, David was a great king, made some mistakes like all of us. Can I get a witness? I told the congregation this morning, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I still got a sin nature. Are y'all praying with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go back and say, well, you know what? I knew him in 1965, and he was no good. I say, amen. <laughs> I knew him in 70. Amen. <laughs> On my way to hell. As long as you can indict me for the last half hour. <laughs> That's how long it's going to take me to preach this message. As long as you can't throw nothing at me for the last half hour, I'm good. 
Can I get a witness? See, child of God, stop looking at the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, the member as if they are perfect. Amen? We messed up. All I got to do is ask your walls at home. Are they messed up? The walls will say every day. I see stuff y'all don't see. Can I get a witness? I hear things you don't hear. Oh, I'm preaching. I'm looking at the clock. We get all dressed up, we come to church, we look good, we got our wigs, our weaves, our waves, we, we, we got false fingernails and false this and false that and screwed this in and screwed that in and came to church and we sit up here, we look all pious and perfect and we throw our hands in and praise ye him, but the walls at home is hearing something else. Can I get a witness? Yeah, when you pull that piece off and unscrew that thigh and take off that hip, I'm preaching now, God. When you, yeah, the walls are here and something else. But see, God sees everything. He can see a black ant on a black hill on a black night. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. I'm preaching now, God. But we're trying to maintain our religion, not our relationship. Hmm? And we, and we, and we, we are at work. That's why Christians use words they ain't using the word. Shoot. You ain't never said shoot in the world. Darn. You ain't never said darn in the world. Help me, Holy Ghost. Mm. What the what the heck is going on? Some of y'all know how to spell heck. You've been saying hell for so long, you don't even know how to spell heck. But that's all right. God understands. But child of God, here's what I want you to hear. Look what he says. Listen carefully to the language that ye may be filled, fulfilled with prophetic, not prayer, with the knowledge. The word knowledge comes from our word science. Now listen to Pastor carefully. Science, knowledge has to do, and I love this illustration, if I find out that my car can go 70 miles an hour, that's knowledge. The difference between knowledge and wisdom, wisdom tells me how to drive at 70 miles an hour. That's wisdom. It's applied knowledge. The problem in the church, we get knowledge, but we don't have no application. God wants you to know the what's in the house. Do I have a witness? See, and we, we, we go to Bible college, and we study the Word, and we study curriculums, and we get graduate degrees, doctorate degrees, and we got a whole bunch of knowledge, no application. Somebody told, some, somebody told you you ought to love your wife. But nobody told you how to love your wife, who's a sinner like you. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place now. So, 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 child of God, he, he, he talks about this science, science of what? <laughs> Thelemology. Because the word will in the Greek is thelema. And the word thelema deals with knowledge and insights and wisdom into the revealed will of God.
Give me a science of learning when it comes to your revealed will. And then give me the application where I can apply it. Ah. Well, what does that translate into? Well, he, he deals with obedience to the scriptures, prayer for guidance, inner confidence, inner conviction. But notice the word feel again, just for the sake of time. You cannot ask to be filled until you are emptied. See, the, the problem is we want to take God's truth and pour it on top of all this hell that's up inside of us. The word emptied in the Greek is kenosis. Philippians chapter 2, Jesus, who is God, thought of not robbery equal God, made himself, did not demand his prerogatives. And what has to happen before we are filled? By the way, the word filled does not mean that you're speaking another language and running around the church. The word filled simply means all my sin is confessed, I'm humbled before God, and I'm depending on the Holy Spirit to lead me. That's being filled. Can I get a witness? The problem is we first got to be empty. Oh, I'm preaching now. And that is there's got to be an openness to what keeps causing my pain. I didn't say, I didn't say you had to move it. Lord, hmm, I'm full of hell. By faith, I need you to empty these Empty out what keeps badgering me. Empty out my insecurities. Empty out my sense of rejection. Empty out my sense of abandonment. Empty out all of those historical hurts that I had with me all my life. Empty this stuff out so I can be filled. Are y'all getting me this morning? Not, not, not only the openness, but objectivity, Lord, my way is not always the right way. I need to be objective when I go to God. All, all of the formulas, all of the things I've been doing all these years may in fact be wrong. Some of us have never admit we're wrong. Some of us can't even confess that we were wrong. God wants that stuff out of us. Hmm. Not only the openness and the objectivity, but simply godly obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So look what he says. He says, just in verse 9, that we might be filled, fulfilled, prayer, prophecy, with the knowledge, the science of themeology, which is Thelema, of his will. And the application device and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, now, you don't need to rush through this prayer. This prayer, this, this prayer should be a prayer we pray every day for the rest of our lives. Not my will, but may thine will be done. It's a prayer of submission. It's a prayer of confession. Lord, everything in my arsenal is not right. Everything in my mind is not right. Everything in my mouth is not right. 
I need to humbly come before you. And this is a prayer you need to take it home and pray for your children. Because if God fills them with the knowledge of his will, everything else you worried about comes into right relationship. If they're filled with knowledge of the will, they won't use drugs. If they're filled with the knowledge of the will, they will not live a life of fornication and perversion. If they're filled with the knowledge of his will, they're going to choose the right friends. I'm preaching to somebody else in this place. If they're filled with the knowledge of his will, they're going to stay connected to the vine. Can I get a witness? That, 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 what, 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 what Paul is saying is that they be with the knowledge of his will. But look at the second part of this prayer, verse 10. Are you with me? Hang in there with me. He says that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Now, 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 this, this is simply that we facilitate a walk in accordance with to God's worth. See, you know, see, pray, see, listen, look at these derivatives. Worship, worth. Worship has to do with his worth. When we praise God, we're praising his worth. Right? And 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 what God is saying through the Apostle Paul here, through the through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is internal. That God wants to change the internal walk of the believer to match the worth of God. Meaning we ought to have a worthy walk. Now, now watch these connectors. Watch these pairs. If I truly believe that God is worthy, it's going to impact my walk. Transformation of the Holy Spirit is going to impact. I, I'm, I'm turned from a hairy, hideous, crawling, destructive caterpillar through a cocooning process, 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 progressive sanctification into a beautiful butterfly. Are you with me? That through this process, because of his worth, because he's worthy, my walk reflects his, reflects his worthiness. But my works have to be connected into my walk, which is reflected in his worthiness. So not only your lifestyle, but your labor. Blessed are they that die in the Lord, for their works do follow them. You show me somebody's works, I'll show you their walk. Uh-oh. You show me somebody's works, I'll show you the walk, and I'll show you just how much God is worthy in their lives. Look at this petition. It focuses on conduct, conversation, and conversion experience. Now, 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 now please understand what, what Paul is saying, that we ought to please God at all times. And then, then he goes on to say, fruitful, that's your works, in every good work. My God. That there, there's a major connection here between walk, work and, listen, belief and behavior. Are you with me? And then he says, when you get to that level of growth, 
where because of his worth, it is affecting your walk, it is affecting your works, then you will be, verse 11, strengthened with all might. Kratos is the Greek word. Bulldozer might. The bulldozer might of the Holy Spirit is when you can move things out, when you can break things down. Lord, have mercy. And, 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 and what he's talking about here, listen to this, strengthened with all might according to his glorious dunamis, dynamite power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Stop. It is, a, it is a prayer and a prophecy of growth that as I am growing spiritually on the internals with his worth, my walk, my work, listen to this, there is a unique connection as I'm growing that I can pair my pain with my praise. Long suffering, turn the word around, the ability to suffer long, and yet, be joyful. I do not like pain. I ain't one of these phony preachers. I don't like it. Hate it. Hate it. Can't stand pain. Can't do it. I go to the dentist. He says, what is your preference? Hit me, man. <laughs> I want to wake up. And this is what, when, every time I go to the dentist, I'm out. And when I wake up, they say, we're all finished. I say, good. <laughs> Didn't feel a thing. I told you a story when I was in the Air Force. I had to get four wisdom teeth out all at once. <sighs> man, this guy went in my mouth and extracted my teeth, and I said, Doc, I said, Doc, you gotta give me something, man. I can't go through the night with this. He said, we'll give you some morphine. Now, this is the military, we'll give you some morphine. And he shot the morphine up, I said, ah, oh, man, this is heaven. Man, what he didn't tell me was that the morphine was going to wear off. <laughs> so when it started wearing off, I was like, <laughs> and, and see, that's indicative of how it is when we in pain, I preached this last week, we start attacking other people. Our historical pain help, helps us to criticize other people, to, to be envious, remember envy? To be jealous, to, to look down, to take shots. It's our pain. People that's always complaining, always negative, they got pain. So next time somebody around you and they full of hell, ask them, what is bothering you? What is your pain? It's pain. Amen. I got pain because the Eagles keep losing. you see this. The ability in verse 12 to give thanks to the Father because we have an inheritance in light. 
Now, this is a prayer, and it's a prophecy. But look at the final point here, verse 13. Who have delivered us? Now he's dealing with that we fight and win in our warfare. I want you to, because the transition here, now he's moving out of the supplication part. We dealt with the salutation. He's dealing with the supplication. He's going to enter about the Savior. He'll close out about the servant. But he's dealing with the Savior here. And look what he says about the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. He, he, he calls him a rescuer. He, he calls him a redeemer. He, he deals with the remission of sins, the reconciliatory work of the Holy Spirit, uh, the, the righteousness. And then he ends on his rule. Now, remember, this is an apologetic. He's defending the faith. He says, who have, verse 13, delivered us, past tense, from the power of darkness. Now, stop. You've already been delivered from the power of darkness. You say, well, wait a minute. All the stuff going on in my life. I, no, no. You, if you're saved, you've already been delivered. It's just that the devil still has venom that appeals to your appetite. There's still some stuff through your flesh you don't want to say no to. It's not a power matter. Uh-oh, it's an appetite matter. It's not that you don't have the power. You got the power. You have the power. He says we've been delivered from the power of darkness and been translated into a whole nother sphere, into the kingdom of his dear son, internal, not external, in whom, Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, even the carrying away of our sins, the forgiveness of our sins. you got to see that. Look what it says. He says, verse 15, who is Jesus? The image of the invisible God. And, and the word image in the Greek simply means very God of very God. Mm, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created. See, well, Jesus, I don't believe Jesus created anything. Baraz, the Hebrew word. Wait a minute. Who was God talking to in Genesis 1, when he said, let us make man? He wasn't talking to the angels. Angels don't have creative powers. Angels can't create anything. Let us, plurality, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let us, who will go for us? Isaiah said, here am I, send me. You got to deal with the plurality of the Godhead. No, it's only one God, but he's manifested in three persons. It's a mystery. Are you praying with me? That, that, that when you look at this, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and earth, whether visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities, power, all things were created by him. And here it is, and for him. And he is before preeminent. All things, and by him all things are held together. They consist. He is the head of the body, the church. Now, let me stop all the thought. Whatever faith it is, if they don't believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God who knew God in eternity past, who was eternal himself, 
Are you with me? Hell bound. So when you go through all these different faiths, the challenge is not what they say they believe in, but who is Jesus? And I know for a fact, and I just tick people off, and I'm going to continue to tick them off. That's my calling. My calling is to tick people off, and I'm good at it. And I really don't give a kitty what you think. I'm not a hired hand, Sister Hicks. I'm a prophetic preacher who preaches not his opinion. I don't preach humanism. I don't preach everything going to be all right. I don't give you 10 laws, amen, of recovery. I don't give you five rules for a prosperous life. I preach the unadulterated word of God. I preach about heaven and hell, the Lord and Satan. I preach about the afterlife. I preach about this life. I preach about your former life. I preach the word. I'm not a social worker. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm a preacher. I'm not a pimp. I'm a preacher. I'm preaching now, Doc. Can I get a witness? I'm not up for vote. I'm a preacher. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, 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 I don't preach for your money. I'm a preacher. You tithe, the Lord will bless you. You don't tithe, you're going to have problems. That's a preacher. Thank God you got a preacher as pastor of this church. I'm going to preach when you like it. I'm going to preach when you don't like it. I'm going to preach when you agree. I'm going to preach when you don't agree. Can I get a witness? I'm going to love you all the time, but I'm going to preach, and I'm going to preach, and I'm going to preach, and I'm going to preach all the hell out of you. I'm not a politician. I'm a preacher. Get it straight. I don't want you to vote for me. <laughs> I'm going to preach. Some days you're going to love me. Some days you're going to hate me. Some days you're going to like me. Some days you're going to dislike me. Guess what? Tain't nothing to me. That's what a preacher ought to do. They hated Jeremiah. They threw him in the, they, they, look, they put him down a manure. Y'all ain't put me in no manure. I'm going to tell you right now. It ain't happening. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Here's what I want you to see as we close. When I look at these three things, forget the fact that it's a prayer. Let me show you about the prophecy. I'm coming in. The prophecy is that if I'm filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom, spiritual understanding, verse 9, if I'm walking worthy of the Lord and pleasing him, verse 10, and if I'm strengthened with my growing in him and understand that I've already been delivered, here's the prophecy. There's a closer moving in. Hold your finger there. Turn to Psalm 37. 
I'm going to show you something you've never seen before. And by the way, Psalm 37, as we close, is a psalm of growth. I don't know if you, it's a psalm of David. Fret not thyself, verse 1, because of evildoers. Neither be envious of the work of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and withers green herb. And then he starts his growth process. He's telling you up front that the person who lives wicked will not have a closing end. Can I stop, pause, and pause? How many of y'all read the Old Testament? When David was on his deathbed, Solomon became king. He anointed Solomon as king on his deathbed. Yeah, Absalom, his son, tried to get it. Uh, John tried to get it. But he anointed Solomon. And here's what he told Solomon. He said, listen, I'm dying. Go get Shimei who cursed me when I was running from Saul and was hungry and asked him to get, he was Abigail's first husband. Go get, listen, go get Shimei, kill him and don't let him die in, here it is, peace. Take him out. Go get Joab, my, 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 my close servant, even though he's holding on to the horns of the altar, kill him. Don't let him go down in peace. Boy, this thing is deep. People that have done wicked, God says, I make sure they don't end in peace. Adolf Hitler killed millions of innocent Jews. He committed suicide and he's in hell. Gaddafi just died. Don't feel sorry for him. Gaddafi killed a whole lot of people, his own countrymen. He, he was responsible for bringing that jet down over uh, 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 Lachlan, uh, wherever it was. 139 Americans perished. And now he's, he's at the brink of rebels and he's, he's begging for mercy. They shoot him in the head and they make fun of him. You will not go down in peace. You raise hell, you live like hell, hey, hey, hey. you're tearing the church apart, you're dividing families, you're criticizing people. God says, oh, no, 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 you're not going down in no peace. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in here. Mom, Bender, everybody that did something against your husband did not go down in peace. The, the wicked will have no peace. Do I have a witness? I'm preaching now. Look what it says. In, uh, hang, hanging in with me. Hanging in with me. In verse 3, trust in the Lord. In verse 4, delight in the Lord. In verse 5, commit in the Lord. In verse 7, rest in the Lord. In verse 23, look what it says. Don't take this out of context. The steps of a good man. Excuse me. He's not talking about all saved. There's some people saved that are hellish. The steps of a righteous and good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. How the Lord going to delight in your way and you full of hell? Are y'all going to pray? The only unconditional covenant is salvation. Everything else is conditional. If I tithe, the Lord going to take care of me. Oh, y'all don't want to hear this today. Let me get on. Hey, can I get a witness? Amen. Uh, God says, if you live right, he'll make your enemies your footstool. 
Even your enemies will be at peace with you. Can I get a witness? Look what he says. He says he'll order your steps. But here's a verse you never saw. Look, look at verse 25. David said, I've been young, now I'm old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken. Notice who's not forsaken. Righteous. No seed making bread. Those that are filled with his will, his wisdom, his worth, his worship. But here's the verse you never saw. Look at verse 37. Mark the perfect man. Mark the mature man and behold the upright for the end of that man is what? God says, here's what I'm doing for you and your children. Because your hands are not connected with evil, because your mouth is not out of line, because your life is after my will, my worth, my worship, a walk that's worthy, I'm going to make sure your pathway is peaceful. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. I got two kids in college, and sometimes I call them. I'm talking to them on the phone. They, Daddy, I'm struggling in my study. And I just keep praying. I say, all right. And, and then one of them will call me back. Daddy, you know what? Surprisingly, I did good. And, you know, I say, good, good work. But when I hang the phone up, faithfulness. It, it's God. I'm preaching. See, my 24 years of pastoring didn't go in vain. My hand's been clean. This ministry's been impeccable. It had integrity. I'm preaching to the clock now. And whatever I need, God says, you know what? I might not come when you want him, but I'm right on time. I'm going to make sure your children are blessed. I'm going to make sure your house is blessed. I'm going to make sure you're blessed because you didn't hold back your time. You, you, didn't, you didn't try to manipulate your time. You, you gave your all to my cause. I'm preaching to somebody. Can I get a witness? Therefore, I got your end. Can I get a witness? And your end going to be peaceful. Your children going to be peaceful. Your house going to be peaceful. Can I get a witness? Now, I got people in my family full of hell, but I'm praying for them that God would convulse them to my work because my work is connected to his will. His will is connected to his worth, and God is faithful. You know, when a lawyer is, uh, when a lawyer has his closing arguments, uh, you, you know, I watch Law and Order. You know what closing arguments are. That is, the trial's been going on and on. Now this is the final day before it comes to the jury. And the closing argument is the icing on the cake. And a good lawyer will wait to the closing argument because that's when he's going to persuade the jury of either your innocence or if he's a prosecutor of you being guilty. Can I get a witness? And child of God, that closing argument is everything. And I'm so glad that I've got a mighty good attorney. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the best attorney of all attorneys. And when he gave his closing argument, God threw my case out of court. Can I get a witness? You know Satan was the prosecutor. Can I rig this thing up one second? God the Father was on the, uh, the he was the judge. Can I get a witness? He took his mallet and every time Satan accused me, and Satan will accuse you, 
Raymond God is no good. And, and, and amen, and Lord, you said that the, the soul of the wicked shall die. You said, uh, yeah, that uh, there is no peace to the wicked. And God the Father said, that's true. He's guilty. And the prosecutor kept prosecuting me. And everything Satan said was true. Can I get a witness? And I was standing there in front of uh, God the judge. And God was saying, he's guilty. He's guilty. He's guilty. But then the courtroom doors flew open. And a young 33-year-old lawyer walked in. Can I get a witness? Came down the middle of the courtroom. And he had two assistants. One called goodness and one called mercy. Can I get a witness? And Jesus came up to the bar, looked at God the Father, put his hands in the air. And when God saw the nail prints, and when God saw the blood, he said, I'll pass over. Can I get a witness? And the Lord, uh, God the Father, took my case and threw it out of court. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Can I get a witness? Who shall lay anything um, to the charge uh, of God's elect? Uh, that's why Paul said, for I am persuaded uh, that neither death nor life nor principality nor power nor things present nor things to come nor any other thing shall be able can I get a witness to separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus? Say, yeah, free from the penalty of sin, free from the power of sin, free from the presence of sin. Say, yeah, say, yeah, say, yeah. But I want to end in peace. I want to be in peace. I want to hear about peace. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world giveth. Let not your hearts be troubled. Stay on your feet. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's a prayer. And it's a prophecy. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. And we realize that if our lives reflect a worthy walk, filled with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom, understanding that the warfare is already complete, you promised this prayer would be a prophecy that you would conduct our lives and end it in peace. We want to be in peace this morning. Peace with God. Peace of God. Peace through God. And we thank you for our peacemaker, Jesus the Christ. And there's somebody here this morning needs to be saved, truly saved, born again, blood washed, believing that Jesus, Son of God, died for your sins, was buried, rose again. Just raise your hand right now. Be honest with God. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Is there one you want to give your life to Jesus Christ? Truly saved. Is there one? Is there one? Or perhaps, I, come on, amen, the hand raised, come on down. Jesus loves you. Come on, come on. 
The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Come out of your seats right now. Perhaps you want to join the church. Raise your hand. Come on front. You want to join our church. Come on, darling. You know we preach in truth. You know this is a church of truth. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Just, just wait there. Wait on, wait on. Stand right here, darling. We love you. Come here, baby. It's well. It's well. It's well. It's well, baby. It's well. It's well. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. It's well. It's well, baby. Hi, darling. How are you? Bless the Lord. Turn around. Turn around. Hi, baby. Sir, how are you? Praise Jesus. Stand right here. It's well. It's well. Is there another? Step out. Step out. This is not entertainment. This is edification. My job is to manage this ministry and teach you how to live through the word of God. Is there another? Is there another? Praise Jesus. Thank you. Please follow the ministers. Thank you so much. Lord bless you. Church, amen. Church, amen. What a mighty God we serve. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not just a prayer. It's a prophecy to end in peace. Father, we thank you, praise you, and exalt you for your word. Teach us thy ways and lead us in a plain path. For you're too wise to make a mistake. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are the God of Joseph and Jesus. You are the Father of all. And as we leave this place but never your presence, dismiss us with your choices, benediction. And give us, O oh God, a mindset to end our lives in peace. It's peace that we need this morning. It's peace that will keep us during the week. It's the peace of God that will make us relax and praise your name. Not worrying about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Thank God bless our women on the retreat this week. Enrich them. 